Good evening. Welcome to episode nine of the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. Lisa and Adam join me. So it's Adam, Adam and Lisa with the team. Hello. The, uh, we're part of the Brave and Determined Company and this is our podcast. So how are you two tonight? Tired. Tired from Lisa. <laughs> What's your word for today, Halves? Nonplussed. What does that mean? It's just been a meh week. Like not fast. Like, yeah, it's just a bit meh, you know. I mean, I love the weather, but there's just other stuff going on. It's all been a bit meh, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, let's start the let's start the podcast on a downer, then, eh? Yeah. We can <laughs> only go up from here. <laughs> so, halves. Why don't you tell us about the Brave and Determined Company and what we do? The Brave and Determined Company, or BADCO as we like to call it, not-for-profit organisation. Uh, we share all the profits we make from selling our merchandise, which is predominantly clothing and accessories. Uh, we share those profits with mental health charities and organisations and people doing good in the world, starting with North Dorset and uh, hoping to spread beyond. One day, we'll, uh, we'll be the global brand that is the Brave and Determined Company that puts all of our profit into helping people around the world with their mental health journeys. And I think that'd be really cool. So off the back of what Harv said there, when we started the Brave and Determined Company back in February this year, we decided we should do a podcast. And then this is where we got to. And we're now on episode nine, which is super cool. So every week, Adam, Adam and Lisa get together and we record the really bad mental health podcast. And it's been an awesome journey so far, hasn't it? It has. Absolutely. Lise. Firstly, welcome back to the UK, a little bit later Thanks. than we thought. Everyone was so excited about you going on holiday. So how was it? <laughs> it was lovely. We had a lovely time in Turkey. Very hot, too hot almost, too hot to sit out in most days. Yeah, much needed break, which I didn't realise I needed quite as much until I actually got there and didn't do anything for sort of six days. But we had a bit of a delay coming home. And whilst we thought everything was all, all cleared at the airports and everything was back on track, we got there last night. And at midnight, they decided to cancel our flight home. How fantastic. We have to get escorted back out of the country because you can't, once your passport's stamped in Turkey, you're not allowed to go back in. So you have to get our passports restamped. Oh man, so you have to go back through security? You have to go back through immigration? Yeah, we have to get them stamped again to say we've gone back into the country. We have to wait for our bags to get them off baggage reclaim. We then just waited around for about 40 minutes for, a, well, we didn't know what was going on because there's no one from EasyJet there. And um, we just got shoved on a bus and taken to some hotel, which wasn't even a hotel. I mean, it was, it was a hotel, but I don't think it was open and operational because the showers were just like a hose coming out of the wall. There was no bedding in our room. There wasn't enough rooms for everyone. Some people were put in the back of a pickup truck and like taken off somewhere else. And they wanted people to share rooms with people they hadn't met. And it was just chaos at three in the morning. Wow. Wow. But, yeah. but then we finally got home. Does that pick up from what I was talking about last week and how holidays can be stressful times? Uh, very stressed. Drained I am today. Drained. It was stressful. It was just stressful because we didn't know what was going on. Was there a cheer when the plane landed? There was a cheer when we got to the boarding gate today and when it said like the announcement of like flight, whatever it was, to Bristol is now boarding. Everyone's like, whee! <laughs> yeah, there was, some, there was some irate people there last night. Which is understandable, but weirdly, it was the people who, like, there's people there were kids, young kids, who were just accepting what it was, but it's the people who were just on their own as couples, not probably, probably a bit younger than us, they were just going mad, and it's like, what's the point, we're all here, we're all stuck, going mad at these poor people who don't even speak English properly, isn't going to help matters, you know. It sounds like your, your hotel, this, the hotel that you went to last night was like in Afghanistan rather than Turkey, though. Oh. <laughs> 
it felt like it this morning. They had to walk us to another hotel to get breakfast. We were just like, where are we? And what did you have for breakfast? Goat? Oh, it was, I just had some toast today. Toast and Nutella. (laughs) Should I not have said that half? Probably not. You just made a sort of big stereotype, really. Yeah, but I did offend, you know, the most of uh, Australia last week with my comments about the crocodiles. So, you know, I'm just going around the world slowly offending the different countries as we go. I guess if you if you offend everybody, and there's like 200 and something countries, then it's fine. No one's left out, are they? <laughs> I've offended everyone north of Bristol. That was in the first the first, oh, yeah. the first week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was a good holiday though, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. It fun. was a lovely holiday. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, well, it's lovely nice time. to have you back. It's good to have you back. In uh, yeah, I'm Stay not going to lie. I'm glad to be home. As much as I love a holiday, that last day, you just want to get home, don't you? Yeah, 100%. So, Harves, you got some big news this week. Big news. And you're looking confused. I can't believe this isn't the first thing on your agenda to talk about. Harves hamstrings. How was physio? You oh. finally went to physio. I did go to physio, and once she'd stopped laughing at me, we came up with a plan. Why was she laughing at you? Because you, you could barely walk. I'm just pathetic, you know. We, we discussed mobility. She tried to make me do a few things that I think normal people can do, and it just wasn't happening. Turns out I've got issues with my hamstrings, my glutes, my lower back, and my hip mobility. Wow. On my right side, my hip mobility is shocking, which is some, some research has proven that's common for for people that played a lot of football as children. Oh, okay. You haven't got that. You haven't got the inward inward mobility. Was that linking to your inability to overhead squat or just squat? Or Ooh, was it at least that's a bit harsh, wasn't it? No, no. <laughs> your inability to overhead squat, at least. Jesus. Put your guns away. Hang on, hang on, hang on. And she then then she followed up with just squat. These I don't know that some of us, these some of us these are committed CrossFitters, right? And we haven't just had a week off. <laughs> I haven't done anything this week. Some of us were back squatting tonight. I know. After grass, touching the floor. I mean, if the floor was a little bit higher, I would have hit it. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we should be picking up each other on our shortfalls, though, Leash. You know what I'm saying? You're right, no, Sorry. That must have cut deep. <laughs> I just meant he doesn't like, you know, he can't overhead squat very well. He'll be the first to admit it. Leash just swans off for a week, then comes back and sticks a dagger <laughs> in as soon as she landed. Oh, that is, that's <laughs> true, isn't it? Why don't you give it a twist while you're in there, Lisa? Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was your experience at C Physio? She's good, isn't she, Clara? Yeah, she's really good, really good, really thorough. Obviously knows her stuff. So uh, yeah, anybody in in the local area that needs needs some physio doing, yeah, crack on, go see Clara. She's very good. Absolutely. And the more we can spread how good Clara is, and the more clients she gets, hopefully that means that you and I can get physio half for free because we ain't getting any younger. Let's be honest. I think she looks at people like us so add as cash cows, really. Yeah, I basically, I, you know, she knows that whenever I text her, her mortgage is paid for that month. So yeah. No, good. I'm glad you're on the mend. That's awesome. Something I wanted to pick up from last week, which is a little bit of an emotional subject, was we spoke about Murph and we all did Murph last week, which is the, the benchmark hero workout. And I watched Lone Survivor this week. And oh, my God, what a movie that is. I mean, it's a fantastic it's a film, movie. But holy smokes, what those boys went through. I don't know if you've I know you've seen it, least. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it, Harv. But it's, I mean, you, you haven't even seen Days of Thunder or Top Gun, so you probably haven't no. seen Lone Survivor. I mean, I could list films that you need to watch, Harv, but I don't think you're a big fan. You could do a whole episode, a whole podcast on films that everybody else has seen apart from me. I 100% suggest anyone who crossfitters or know what Murph is or want to do Murph, watch that film. Because, oh my God, it is 100% emotional what those four lads went through for that 24 hours. 
imagine the emotional roller coaster they're on where they're thinking, we're safe now, here comes the two Chinooks over the hill, and then an RPG hits the Chinook and kills the 20 guys on board of that. And, oh, man, it's horrendous. And what happens is, basically, the guy, Marcus Luttrell, who's the only survivor, hence the name Lone Survivor, he gets taken in by an Afghan village, and those guys look after him because of the 2,000-year-old code that they stand by, which is to help people. And, honestly, it is an amazing film, and I can totally see why, Lee, you said, I put away a vest on because I want to almost feel, like, punished doing it because yeah, it's totally emotional. So... A really cool thing to watch but at the same time yeah proper emotional what those boys went through and and it really mean murph actually means more to me now than it did before watching it so watch it halves and talking about memorial wads lease you and i are gonna do barrett tomorrow we are because we didn't get to do it this weekend no because you were away and i wouldn't very well um and the truth is i had covid i didn't say that last week but i had covid <laughs> and i can tell you the story of how i got covid if you want because it's quite funny i want you to tell the story about the complaint you made about the food you were eating in the hotel okay i can tell you that so first of all tomorrow me and lisa are doing the barrett memorial award lisa just remind me what is the barrett memorial award so the barrett memorial award is 11 rounds per time of six burpees 12 sit-ups 16 box jumps and a 200 meter run. Cool. So we're going to meet at Open Gym tomorrow and we're going to do that. And that's in memory of Barrett Michalik. And I've also been speaking to Chris this week and he listened to last week's podcast and he said how emotional it was. And he'd love to come on as a guest, he says. Well, do you know, that's another thing. Really? We do need to talk about podcast guests because Harv and I have been talking about this while you've been away. And we've secured our first guest, which I'm going to tell you about tonight, least because me and Harv's know this. We've secured our second guest, but our third guest is going to be Chris, if that's okay. So yeah. we'd love to get yeah, Chris yeah. because I think that'd be really cool. The cool thing that as well that I wanted Chris to know is I'm going to bring my son along tomorrow, who is 14. So it'll be me, you, Lise, and my son, Ollie, and we'll be doing the Barrett Memorial Award. So I think that'd be really cool. Right, how I got COVID. So, went on holiday to Lanzarote and day two, my wife started feeling a little bit rough. Day four, she was pretty rough and for some reason came into the bedroom early in the morning and said to me, oh, babes, um, I've just used your toothbrush. And I was like, okay, why'd you do that? And she goes, oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. And I was like, okay, don't worry about it. You, then I used the toothbrush and then I started feeling rough like a couple of days later. We still didn't know it was COVID at the time because in the, in the Canary Islands, COVID doesn't exist. Then I started feeling rough. And then the next day or the day afterwards, I walk into the bathroom and Ollie, my lad, is using my toothbrush. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Why, why is everything? I mean, you think I overshare. That's a whole never level of sharing. Well, that's just like, wow. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? Why is everyone using my toothbrush here? So that's how COVID spread through our family. So, and then it was only that someone was smoking around the pool. And I said, oh my God, that absolutely stinks. And Nick, my wife said, I can't even smell that. And then that's when we were like, holy smokes, we got COVID. So, or she had COVID because that was probably day four, I think. Day seven, the day we're coming home, we went to uh, an Italian restaurant and walked in and sat down and we had bruschetta to start. And bruschetta is one of my like favorite starters in an Italian restaurant. And it was the blandest bruschetta I've ever eaten. Then I had a really nice pizza, which was absolutely bland as well. And then I had some ice cream to finish and my wife had a tiramisu and I tasted that and thought, I was like, this is the worst Italian I've ever been to. All of this food is bland. I said, I'm sick of being here. Everything I eat is rubbish. Come home, Tess got COVID. Well, no wonder I can't taste anything. I feel a bit sorry for that um, restaurant after my rant when we left. 
so not ideal so yeah i've had covid but we're all cool now and uh it's all good looking forward to um Looking forward to working out with you tomorrow, Lisa. It's going to be cool because I haven't seen you for ages. And you've tested and you're negative as well. So that's and good. And I'm negative. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to working out. I haven't done anything for a week apart from a little run and a swim. Wow. Talking about working out, 300 for 300. That is on Saturday. So when this podcast goes out, we would have done 300 for 300. It'll be over. We don't need to worry about it. We might still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good. That's a very good point, half. So, what is three hundred for three hundred halves? Three hundred for three hundred is three hundred squats, three hundred burpees, and three hundred calories on an assault bike, all in a weighted vest. Followed by, and this was a big revelation to us all last week. I don't think Ad realised what he was saying when he said <laughs> it. A three mile run. So, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred, three mile run. Back in, lie on the floor, get up the next day. That is the plan. But what's the reason for it, Ad? Well, the reason for it is that we are doing this to raise £300 to help 300 people with early intervention, life-saving counselling. And we are already supporting people on their counselling journey. And this is a really cool thing because in the background, people have contacted us and we are now actually helping people with the money. We're not profitable profitable with the Brave and Determined Company, and that's a long way away, but the money we've got in our bank account, we're helping people and we're paying for their counselling now. That is happening. So that's a really, really cool thing. And we hope that when people have gone through that healing journey, they'll be able to come on and, and talk to us about it and, and talk about what the Brave and Determined Company were able to do for them when they're in that, that moment of need. So it's a really, really cool thing. Harves, what was that saying from the other day? Uh, when we recover loudly, we keep others from dying quietly. Yeah, and I think that's a really, really important message. And this is what we're doing. We're, we're talking out loud about all the things we've been through so that people out there, can we can help them and we can help them get through their journey. So it all starts with 300 300, which is going to be on Saturday. We've got crazy Amy joining us. We've got Tom Belmont. We've got Louise Chown. It's going to be really cool. And we've got a superstar photographer. Ben Chandler is going to come along and he's going to take some photos of us doing it. So there'll be lots and lots of pictures for everyone to see. And if you want to get in contact and help us raise that 300 pounds for 300 people to help 300 people with that um, early intervention, life-saving counselling, just get in touch at the Brave and Determined Company at gmail.com. So that'd be really cool. Awesome stuff from this week. And this is a couple of things that you don't know about yet, Lise. I'm excited. I missed that on loads. You have. First draft of our children's book has come in, which is really cool. So me and Harves are going to meet up with the author next week, hopefully, and go through some of that. So that's really cool. Lise, have you ever climbed Snowden? No. Do you want to? I'm not much of a walker. You can run it. You've got to pretend to be a guy as well. And like Harv said, you can run it. Why have I got to pretend to be a guy? So a guy called Alex Myers, who runs a podcast called Better Man UK, on the 30th of July is asking 100 men to get to the top of Snowden to raise 10 grand for the charity Mind. Oh, wow. So me Brilliant. and Harv... Are gonna are gonna do it. So I've had the green light from the boss that I'm allowed to go and play. Halves, are you coming? I would love to. It's in negotiation. I'm feeling quite strong. I don't know what I'm gonna have to trade off to get it, but I'm committed. Excellent. Love to hear it. Lise, you're coming with us too. If I'm allowed. 30th of July. Yeah. Well, like I said to Harv earlier, it's not like there's the the gender police at the bottom of Snowden, is there? You know, well, you're know. allowed to you're allowed to walk up it no matter what. Come on, let's do it. It's 2022, Lise. Women can walk up Snowden now. <laughs> yeah, we're allowed. <laughs> I haven't got any walking boots or anything, but does that matter? I can't do it in training. No, you can do it in bare feet if you want. It don't matter to me what you're doing. I mean, you can't do it in Crocs though. No, no Crocs. 
There's a lot of Crocs on holiday. Yeah, don't say that in front of Crazy Amy. She loves no, a pair of loved, Crocs. I sent her a picture. People that wear Crocs in hot countries have like little round holes where the tan misses. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there was a guy dancing on the bar in his Crocs, which I sent to Amy. How old was the guy? 17, 18. Yeah, see, I would have been like the dad figure and gone, do you realise the dangers in that? Those aren't on your feet properly. You could end up hurting yourself, falling off there. They didn't look like they were going to be dancers, these two guys. They were twins, these boys. My God, they could dance. They looked like they were on an episode of Pose. You know, at the start of Pose, they were like... Were, were they twins or were you just really drunk? <laughs> no, they were twins because it was their birthday and it was said over the mic that they were twins. Well, both of them? Well, twins together, yeah. <laughs> Lisa's face then. She's like, uh, did I understand that? <laughs> so, Lise, 30th of July, 30th of July, come to the top of Snowden with us. Okay, I'm there. What we're going to do as well is put the shout out to everyone. So, whoever's up for this, like, get in touch with us. Let's do it. I mean, it's 100 people, well, 100 men. But, I mean, if we can make it 500 people, that'd be great. I mean, I expect it'll get a bit, you know, a bit snarled up on the path going up there and back. But that's a minor detail. So, if anyone wants to get involved with that, give us a shout, thebraveanddeterminedcompany at gmail.com and let's get on board and raise 10 grand for mind. I think that'd be really cool. Right, our first interview guest. Should we reveal it, Harv? Yes, let's reveal the first interview guest. What's the jingle? <laughs> nice. Our first interview guest is Aaron from It's Okay To Be You Apparel. Ah, no. He's going to join us next week when we record and then it will be going out on Sunday the 26th of June. So he's coming on next week. So we're gonna, we've are gonna we actually got to interview someone. So we've got to up our game Ooh. and everything. Are we going to practice? We're going to have a little practice run. Can I pretend to be him? And you can ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> you can pretend to be him when we're interviewing if you want. <laughs> yeah, just freak him right out. Yeah, we're going to have to get some uh, questions down because we're going to have to actually be professional interviewing. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, really exciting. So our plan is to do one guest a month and our second guest has also agreed to come on. So our second music. guest... Music, please. Da, 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 da. Our second guest is going to be Mr. Joe Plum. He's going to come on, which is super cool because he's done some massive things for mental health. Yeah. I think he runs four or Can five Can I ask him about charities. meeting Beckham? Yeah, I mean, he's best mates with Beckham. His Insta profile is like him shaking hands with Beckham. So yeah. our third guest is going to be... No, it's not David Beckham, unfortunately. But it is <laughs> going to be Chris Michelic. He's going to be our third guest. So that is going to be really cool going forwards. And the three of us are going to have to up our game on interviewing people. Yeah. Let's be honest, we don't know how to do that. No. Yeah. No. So, Ad, uh, one thing we didn't mention when we discussed the 300 for 300 earlier was the T-shirts and the profit from those T-shirts and where it's going. So, if you go on to the uh, www.badco.uk or onto the Badco Insta, you'll see a couple of lovely, uh, well, beautifully designed T-shirts, actually, with a wonderful 300 for 300 logo designed from Dan at Anthropic. hope I've got that right. Yeah, you got it right. And you can purchase them via the website. And the profits from that are going into the 300 for 300 fund. Yeah, every penny of profit from the 300 300 t-shirts are going to go into that pot to help those people with that counselling. So that's a really cool point. Thanks, Harves. You're welcome. And we've got some other people who are also doing some 300 for 300 challenges, haven't we? Yeah, so who's that, Lise? We do. Um, so Layla, Mrs. Squidge, she is doing 300 kilometres, I think. She wants to swim. Wow. Not in one go, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, she did a 300 kilometre swim over a period of time. Holy smokes, wow. that's fantastic. Yeah. Emma, who goes to our CrossFit box, and John Radar, who we've given a shout out on this podcast before. He's at CrossFit Southampton. 
those two guys, they're going to do 300 minutes of CrossFit in five classes. So at the moment, yeah. they've got Cardiff, Manchester, Amsterdam, Dublin, and somewhere in Scotland. And the last couple of last couple of locations are going to be decided. But how cool is that? That's pretty cool. That is really cool, isn't it? And they've already, even though we've sort of pre-released the T-shirts, they're now live on the website. Website, but the first people to order was Emma and John, and they've ordered their three hundred for three hundred T-shirts, so that when they go to the different CrossFit boxes, they'll be wearing them, and hopefully, it will start that conversation, and then it can get out there, and people understand what three hundred for three hundred is about. So that's super cool. So thanks for their support. That's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And your brother's doing something as well, isn't he, Halves? Yes, he's going to do 300 back squats in a one With what on it? 300 kilos? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just, I, I think I was going to say just have the bar, but yeah, the bar's 20 kilos. And when you're doing 300 of anything with 20 kilos extra on you, you probably don't don't need that. You're probably going to feel it. He was going to do 300 pull-ups, but well, that was my suggestion, but he can do that anyway. So Wow. I mean, I wish I could do three pull-ups, let alone 300. But at least you had a good point there where you said maybe we should do that. The thing is, with 300, 300, there's no end date. You know, we're not, we've not got an end date. When we've helped 300 people, but that might take, you know, a, a certain amount of time. So once we've done 300 for 300 on Saturday and we've climbed Snowdon, then what's our next challenge? You know, let's start thinking about that already. Because the more we do this, the more we're going to raise awareness for people talking about mental health to get rid of that stigma and all of that sort of thing and get out there and start talking about it. And I think that's a really, really cool thing. So let's start thinking about our next challenge already. And if anyone's got any suggestions, get in touch with us to say what we should do 300 of. What do you reckon, Lise? You got any ideas? Go on. Yeah. Well, how's the dog walking coming on? 300 dogs. Because we've had so much going on, I've, I've only got... 296 dogs to find i think so we're doing all right ah it's going well that one yeah it's not going so well but we can do it we can do it without a doubt yeah no i'll get my thinking cap on 300 hard things we can do yeah so lise tell us about your experience on holiday that you alluded to via a whatsapp message where you got locked inside a toilet uh yes (laughs) i remember everything and we love an overshare. I've already forgotten that. That seems like, you know, a whole lifetime ago after last night's trauma. Uh, yeah, so we went to this, um, it was a lovely little sort of beach bar, which is recently opened. It only opened like on Saturday, I think. So we were there Thursday. So fairly new. Um, and we thought, oh, we'll just go there at the end of the night. We had a nice cocktail or two. And just before we left, I said, oh, I'm going to go to the toilet. And it was because it was new and just a little sort of beach shack type thing the toilets were kind of I mean I could see the insulation on the ceiling it was just sort of boarded out but it was a a single toilet for a lady yeah Yeah, it was no it was nice it was lovely um and I went in how do we wash my hands went to unlock the door and the lock was just going round in circles so (laughs) it's like I'm stuck in it started to panic slightly uh I did have my phone on me because my bag was out with the girls I was like I'm just nipping to the Wii, so I didn't need my phone. I was thinking, I'm never going to get out of here. So I started like <laughs> banging on the door. Thankfully, someone else had gone into the men's, which was another single cubicle next to it. So when I heard them go in, I was thinking, someone's going to save me. And when I come out, I started banging on the door again. And I think he worked there. So somehow he got like, uh, I don't know what he did have, but it, had, it was one of those locks that had like a slit in it. And he managed to unlock it from the outside but honestly I mean it felt like the longest it's probably only a few few minutes max but it felt like 
<laughs> long time. They didn't even realise I sort of got locked in. I came out like hysterically laughing with this guy going, oh my God, you just saved me if you get locked in the toilet. But in my head I was thinking, what if no one like realises I'm in here and they just shut the bar and like Sam and Donna don't realise that I've, you know, not come back. They didn't even know I'd been gone. They were and like, you're oh, still in that you... toilet now. They're at home yeah. and thinking, God, we didn't see Lise for the last four days of our holiday. <laughs> I don't think by that point they'd have missed me. But yeah, it was it was traumatic for the first sort of day, evening out. But they were lovely. They were like, oh, we'll give you a free drink. You know, we're really sorry. I was like, don't worry, it's fine. Like, I'm out. I'm fine. But yeah, it was a bit traumatic. I've got a little uh, stuck in the toilet story. Go on, Harps, go for it. A few years ago now, when, when uh, my son was a little boy and he spent a lot of time in Bristol Children's Hospital and in and out and we spent a lot of evenings there and overnight and I got, I was staying by his bedside and I got up in the middle of the night to go to the loo on this children ward, children's ward and uh, I managed to lock myself in and it wasn't a complicated lock I don't really know how I did it and I was half asleep but the only way I could get out was to pull the emergency cord for the nurses to rush to me in the middle of the night on a children's, this is a children's ward by the way and I think the toilet was and they got the door open to see a, at the time, 30-year-old adult stood there. Man, middle of the night. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, what's the emergency? Just a grown-up stuck in a children's toilet. It's horrible, though, isn't it? Like, the panic that sets in. Yeah, they laughed, yeah. Or is it yeah. just me? Were you panicked? I was just anticipating the embarrassment, really, more than anything. Oh, I was panicking. Um, I need to clarify something for, that came from last um, the last episode, and we talked about Love Island. Mm. Oh, ah, that was just a, mm. <laughs> a dis. My, my thoughts and opinions on Love Island. Uh, my thoughts and opinions are actually moved more towards your thoughts and opinions half. So I tuned in to the new series of Love Island, and what a load of crap that is! Oh, I haven't seen. I've only seen the first episode. I haven't seen. I missed all this week's. Well, so I, I think this must have been episode two or three. And I don't know if you know Michael Owen's daughter's on there. So she's, yeah. Yeah. So she's um, obviously the daughter of Michael Owen. I don't know what he's worth, but it's a couple of quid, isn't it? He's got a fair yeah, bit. Yeah, he's got a few, few quid. So she, though, she's like a, a, a Olympic equestrianist, isn't she? Yeah, so she is. So one of the first things she says is, oh, I don't really want to be associated with my dad. I'm my own person. I want to be, you know, an independent. And then this guy, she's set up with this guy. And the guy says to her, oh, OK, so what do you do then? Oh, I live with my parents. And yeah, I've got 12 horses. So she doesn't want to be associated with Michael Owen, but she owns 12 horses. And he's like, well, where do you keep them? And she's like, well, at my house. And he's like, where do you live? And she's like, well, we've got enough room for 12 horses. But, you know, I don't want anyone to know my dad's Michael Owen, which is ridiculous. And then the conversation, the next conversation goes, so what's your favourite sexual position? And I just thought, <laughs> what is this about? What is this? And I just, I, I thought, I've got to turn this off. This is terrible TV. I don't remember yeah. it being like that last time. No. It's got worse, isn't it? Like the the series of like Kem and Chris, that was a good series. And the series of Molly May and Tommy, that was a good series. And then after that, it's just gone. It's just totally not real life, is it? Like, you know, you're sitting there on a first date with someone and you would say, so what's your favourite? <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a first date question, isn't it? It might be a last date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrendous. And like, you know, there's some funny stuff in it, but it's just ridiculous. So, But I do think about it a little bit, though, like when they're in that situation where they're living together 24-7, things do progress more quickly than what they would do if you were just dating someone like once a week. For, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, I only really watched last season. That was the one I sort of the first one I watched. And you know, it's got there was it was Jake and Libby, I think. Was it Li- oh, Liberty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was kind of sweet seeing those two together. But then at the last minute, they break up, and it was. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was a bit of a horrendous thing. So I'm out, Harv. I'm with you. I'm not watching that absolute litter. Yeah, good man. Good man. Absolute track. Yeah, what you should do, Harv, is this week watch Top Gun, watch Days of Thunder, and you should watch Lone Survivor. So watch three films in a week and report back. Is that all right? I will watch one film this week. I will. I can't. I mean, I don't really watch one film a year, mate, so I'm not going to do three in a week. <laughs> Yeah, I do one this week, one next week, one the following week. I can't wait for people's comments when they realise you haven't seen Top Gun. Surely that's gonna—they're uh, gonna get so many emails about that. I haven't seen Top Gun. I haven't seen Star Wars. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen Terminator. I haven't seen Rambo. I haven't seen. Even I have seen Star Wars now. Like you haven't seen the Terminator. No, I haven't one seen or Terminator. Two. You haven't one or two. None of them. None of them. Oh man, Terminator 2 is one of the best films I've ever seen. I've got lots of... I say that a lot. That's one of the best films I've ever seen. I've got like a list of 50 films I say that about. What's your favourite film? Oh, that's a big question. If, it's an easy question. Pulp Fiction, without a doubt. Oh, halves? I've seen Pulp Fiction. It is up there for me. It is definitely up there. Uh, Snatch. Local guy, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, second and third would be uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. They're both quality films. Terminator, that I mean, that's a fantastic film. I don't know, the list is way too long. Goodfellas, that's a fantastic film. Have you ever seen that? Not seen it. I have seen that, I think. Anything else from you guys tonight? Because, Lise, I mean this in the nicest way. You look exhausted. We need to let you go. <laughs> I'm drained. Yeah, it's a short episode today. Look at state of me. Yeah. No, you don't look in a state. You just look tired, bless you. Tired. I'm in low power mode. Did you have to check those bags in at the airport? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and Harv's never disappointed with a dad joke just at the end where everyone thought we'd got away with it that's cool yeah sorry guys so look Lise let's not ask you don't have to sing us out this week oh thanks I could I'll do a little this has been the song of our holiday oh go on well there's two songs because obviously like around the pool every day we had to do the Zumba kind of like water aerobics we had two you know what they call like entertain, entertainment people try and get everyone around we did it on the last day just to kind of because every day we'd be like, oh, no, I've just put some cream on. Oh, absolutely not. Not doing it today. So there was one song for that, which was really annoying, which I won't sing. But for us, we set up a WhatsApp group before we went to send all the photos to. And all we kept singing was, Club Tropicana drinks are free. Nice. <laughs> Brown and sunshine. There's enough for, enough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Oh, and also, you know how I keep saying about Michael Jackson being alive? No. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I love these controversial things, Lise. Last year, last week, it was don't do the brace position because it'll kill you. <laughs> now this week, Jackson's alive. Oh, it must be in the 6.30 class. Whenever Chris puts Michael Jackson on, I always say he's still alive out there. Like, you know, whatever we think of him, whatever happened, he made some good good songs. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And the other week, I think he's still alive. I genuinely do think he's still alive. And I think we saw him as a Michael Jackson impersonator at Cosmos. I've what, got some great him? videos. Wow. I mean, the guy looked just... <laughs> he was the worst Michael Jackson impersonator you've ever seen. Well, maybe he's just lost his edge. <laughs> and he's doing yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> why, why do you think Michael Jackson's still alive? I just think he's too much of a good... Like, I just think he is. I think, like... I think he's probably still alive. I think Tupac's still alive. I think they're all, I think they're all up there together. Not a lot of theory behind that, is there, at least? <laughs> well, no, I just think, like, 
he's just like such a he was such a great icon, wasn't he, Michael Jackson? Like before it all went a bit tits up for him, you know. And I just don't think he I just don't he's think he died. Artist. Yeah. Yeah. Lise, can I ask you a question? Yeah. This is just to open the controversy and we'll and we'll end on this note, depending on what your answer is. Is the world <laughs> flat or is it round? <laughs> oh, I thought you'd ask me chicken or egg. I think it's round. Oh, cool. What do you think, Hubs? I think if Lisa said it was flat, we're going to end the podcast right there. <laughs> and never have another episode. <laughs> so any flat earthers listening, you can jog on and fall off. I don't think I've met anyone who thinks the world's flat. Oh, they're out there. Yeah, I've met some people who think it's flat. Yeah. But where does it go if it's flat? Like when you... There you go. That's, that's all the... It's like, have and... you ever seen the Truman Show? I'm not asking you here, half. I have. Oh, have you? Hey! You've seen the Truman Show, but you haven't seen Top Gun. Truman Show won an Oscar, I think, didn't it? Brilliant film. Yeah. Well, when he's in the at the end it's in the thinker. boat. Yeah. When he's in the in the boat at the end and he's sailing along and he hits the wall. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's what flat earthers think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You just get to the end and it goes oh and stops. Yeah. Bless them. If you think the world is flat, email us at the Brave and Determined Company at gmail.com and tell us why you think the Earth is flat. And on that note. Get to bed, Lise. Take care, guys. Bye. See you Good tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.